folks. Welcome to another episode of The Shots with Cosmos with Cosmos. And today we are cheersing to Elendil, our most beloved star. Oh! oh. <laughs> Oh, that's not bad tequila. Ah, take a drink. Ah. All right. Okay. Deal. Uh, so last March, uh, researchers at John Hopkins University uh, announced the oldest star ever observed. Uh, this star, now named Elendil, was formed about 500 million years after the Big Bang, Ooh. which makes it incredibly old. And with the expansion of the universe, that makes it 28 billion light years away from Earth. Holy That's like double God. the age of the world. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And we could see it? We did. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so this star was found uh, using Einstein. Hey. Uh, there was, yeah. There was a group of galaxies that lies between Hubble's vantage point and Elendale. And obviously, a group of galaxies is going to possess a tremendous amount of mass, of gravity. Oh. And that gravity then space, uh, bends space-time. Creating another lens known as... Gravitational lensing. Gravitational lensing. <laughs> so researchers, uh, they imaged this monumental force, and in doing the show, captured this red speck that was kind of strewn about in the picture. And that little red speck immediately proved to be one thing. Uh, it was moving away from our vantage point, thanks to redshift, uh -huh. so it was red. And... Um, So it was moving away. It's really far away. And so that star was then given the sexy designation of WHL0137. Oh, wow. That was the cluster of galaxies that was creating that gravitational lensing, a dot, or not dot, slash LS. And it doubled the distance of the previous record holder for most distant star. What was the so previous? right away. You got the previous one? The other one is obviously half of that. Distance, oh, okay. And okay. it was called Icarus. Oh, oh. Yeah. And so El um probably has a mass between 50, or had the mass between 50 and 100 times that of our sun. Oh, wow. Um, and is a hot little boy. Uh, so it's hey, coming. Not, not here anymore. No. Oh, it went no. Boom. It went boom. Oh, oh it, it got very quickly. Uh, so its surface temperature was about 20,000 Kelvin. Which is uh, hot. Our, Wait a minute. Sun's... That big of a star that early in the universe is... Early oh, after yeah. the Big Bang? Yeah, so most stars in the early universe were massive stars like that. Yeah, well, like gas. Oh, that's, I guess that's... You know, close. Okay, all right. The universe yeah, it's much smaller. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that was 20,000 Kelvin. Um, So for comparison, our sun's sitting at a surface temperature about 5,000 Kelvin. So it's significantly hotter and bigger than our sun. Which is about 40,000 degrees Fahrenheit, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the giant K in there. And like uh, Mike said earlier, yes, it exploded fairly quickly after it formed. Wow. A couple of million years. A star that big, that hot's going to blow its top. And so uh, propositions have been made for the James Webb to take a gander at the land deal. Yeah. And that would help discover if elements heavier than hydrogen and helium exist. Oh. Now, now, to me, the more exciting um, aspect of that uh, would be the absence of heavier elements. If that's the case, Elendil may be a population three star. Now, what is a population three star? Let's get into that rabbit hole. So, uh, 
friend of the podcast, Walter Bate, came up with a categorization of stars in the 1940s. Friend <laughs> <laughs> of the podcast, yeah. He's been yeah, on the show we'll claim many him. We'll times. claim him. We'll claim him. Well, well Walter Bate and his colleague, uh, who is his colleague? Oh, uh, uh, okay. Oh, Zwicky. They, oh, that's right. It was Wiki. Yeah. It was Wiki. So Bate, they show up fairly often in the podcast, so I consider them friends of the show. Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, he used populations to kind of categorize the stars. So population one stars are young and metal rich. They're the ideal bachelors of space. <laughs> and they're the common stars we see in our skies. Mm-hmm. Look out, it's probably a population one star. Population two stars are metal core. They have formed a little earlier in the universe's, gap, universe's mm-hmm. history. And most of these, many of these rather, can be found in the center of our galaxy at least. Mm. Now, population three stars. These are the oldest hypothesized stars, but not yet confirmed to be observed. Uh, these are absent of heavy metals. They're comprised solely of hydrogen and helium. Mm-hmm. Any guesses why they're comprised mostly of hydrogen and helium? The universe it, is not old enough. It doesn't have all the other stuff. There haven't been other stars to go boom to see it. So it's one of the first to it's one of the first to go boom to see the universe with the heavy metals. Yeah, so the Big Bang itself did not create the heavy elements, and heavy elements in this case are elements heavier than hydrogen and helium. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, we needed to synthesize. It, it did make lithium. lithium. It did make a trace of Just a little bit, though. Just a little bit. Steve, and, and I worked on a project related to it. Yeah. Ooh, that's a future episode, I feel. Oh, so yeah. for these heavier elements, other than hydrogen and helium and trace amounts of lithium, we needed the synthesis of heavy elements and stars, and their supernovae. So, if Elendil is a population three star, that means it's one of the first generation stars. Not the first generation, mm-hmm. they're still older, but one of the oldest stars to exist. It's like our, the pike to our Picard. How new it is. <laughs> wow. So, oh man, we're already six minutes in. So, now the bigger question to me is why did the researchers name it Elendil? Oh, I'm so glad you gave me that curious look. So, number one, it's because space people are a bunch of fucking nerds. And <laughs> number two, Elendil, the Mariner, belongs to the Tolkien Legendarium. This is where the second half belongs. You see, Elendil... Oh, God. Half, oh, no. ...was a half-elf born of men and elves, with an appearance, really, more of an elf than a man. Uh, he was born in the First Age of 503... Uh, but then in the year 510 of that first age, his home city of Gondolin falls to the hand of the corrupt Valor Morgoth. And during Elendil's and his parents' escape, they encounter a Balrog, which a single elf, Gorfindil, who appeals, appears in many meetings in Rivendell, then slays. So, thanks to Glorfindel, Elendil and his parents survived the sudden Elendil was made apprentice to a shipbuilder known as Kyrdin. Uh, you may know him. He was a shipmaster of the white ship uh, that later held, uh, holds Frodo, Gandalf the White, oh. uh, Elrond, Galadriel, and Shavapax following the events of War of the Ring. Now, in this location, Elendil marries Elwing, who births two sons, including the future Lord of Rivendell, Elrond. Oh. Now, Elendil's wife, uh, basically, flees with the stone and finds Elendil, giving the stone to the ship and Elendil. Now, he fastens the gem to the boat, and it is shown brightly as any star, and it leads the way to the Pass of Light and ultimately brings him to the shores of Valinor, oh. which is a big deal. 
you see, again, Morgoth was being an absolute asshole at this time, trying to take over Middle Earth. So do you either want immortality, or do you want the gift of Iluvatar, which is death, eventually? So, <laughs> um, Avendil and Elwing choose to be an elf. And so with this new immortality and the promise of Balog to defeat Morgoth, um, they're also banned from Middle-earth, which is the whole thing. Um, Elendil and Elwing sail westward still, becoming a new star in the heavens. And that star is Elendil, the morning star. Um, after the dragon was felled, Elendil and um, Elwing sail westward and return as a morning star. And the light of that morning star is the same light captured in the mirror of Galadriel that the elves give to uh, Frodo. Uh, which then Shelob, who's a daughter of Agulieth, who Elendil slayed thousands of years earlier, is severely frightened by. So when Frodo shines him that shines him that light, she's not she's not blinded. She's as as afraid as fuck. Yeah. Oh. And that, my friends, is why the earliest known star in our universe is known as Elendil. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Follow us on all the things. <laughs>